Hi, and welcome to another installment of Chart of Fortune, the astrology podcast where we review and discuss the birth charts of the things and moments that made pop culture. I'm your host, Elise Blaylock, and today's episode is actually an unexpected in memoriam episode as we say goodbye to E! News. As you may or may not know, E! News last aired in March before many of the pandemic lockdowns occurred, and it was announced on August 5th that the show would no longer air on the E! News network. We've all lost so much in the last few months, the smallest of which is clearly E! News. But still, join me as we pour a little out and bid adieu to the grand dame of celebrity gossip television. Our story begins in 1991. Before that moment, most people got their celebrity gossip information through illustrious publications like People Magazine. Or maybe they had a fun friend or an aunt or coworker who definitely knew the difference between Corey Haim and Corey Feldman and which red lipstick Claudia Schiffer was rocking at the time. But what if you weren't blessed by the pop culture gods in the form of a celebrity gossip godmother? Maybe you started the hallowed tradition of skimming celebrity gossip magazines at the grocery store or buying them from an upcoming vacation because, you know, you weren't really going to read that Daniel Steele novel. I mean, come on. We both know it was about being seen reading the Daniel Steele novel. Oh, no, you thought. Don't mind me. I'm just poolside, utterly engrossed in a book detailing the fraught interpersonal relationships of fictional wealthy families. Daniel Steele walked so Gossip Girl could run. I said what I said. Or maybe, how now having abandoned Danielle, you were the most devoted celeb gossip acolyte heading to the local library to chance finding one of these glossy magazines. There, amongst ancient computers in utter silence, you could probe the greatest mysteries of the human condition. Like, were Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford gonna stay married? I mean, like, if you don't know, it doesn't last. R.I.P. Rindy. R.I.P. My point is, is that in these darker times, how would you know who Julia Roberts was seen canoodling with following her canceled wedding to Kiefer Sutherland? You wouldn't. You'd live in darkness, never knowing the essential knowledge of the universe. You'd sit glumly, staring at the nightly news, being forced to learn about interest rates, an Operation Desert Storm. And I, for one, want more for us. Maybe right now you're saying to yourself that if you didn't watch e-news, you could just get that information from, like, Entertainment Tonight or Extra. And after that, And after 1996, that would totally be true. But believe it or not, both of those programs came after E! News. That's right. E! News was the first on the proverbial block. And after they arrived, we all thought to ourselves, why would I bother to read anything in a magazine when a woman in a shiny top and a man with too much hair product and painfully cool sneakers can tell me what I need to feel about Jennifer Aniston's effortlessly layered blonde hair? Let's get into the chart. E! News was born on September 1st, 1991. We're using Los Angeles as the birth city, and thanks to our friends at Wikipedia, we know that the birth time is 7 p.m. Did you catch that? It's an exact time. Do you know what that means? It means we get to talk about the houses in the birth chart. You know, I'd add a siren drop here for effect, but I'm a Libra ascendant, and that feels both clunky and tasteless. And, you know, I'd actually know have to know how to do that. But basically, I'm excited because anytime you have an exact birth time, you have an ascendant or a rising sign. An ascendant sign means that we have the ability to know which planets are not only which signs, but what houses they're in. Without an accurate birth time, so if you just have the birth date and the location, you could know what planets were in the signs, and that's fun, but it's like a lesser segment on e-news. Consider, would you rather hear about the secret reason your favorite former celebrity couple split up? Or would you rather have them interview Audrina Patridge for parenting advice? Like, I'm sure Audrina has the same steady hand when it comes to raising her child as she did when it came to applying excess amounts of eyeliner in her waterline in the early 2000s. But I'm way more interested in the first story. I need closure, damn it. Rindy forever. And that's the difference between having a chart with an accurate rising sign and one without a rising sign. Now, 
It goes without saying maybe that there are lots of house systems you can use. And for this one, I'll be using whole sign house systems. I mentioned that in the Mean Girls episode, we just use the ascendant sign as the first house cusp when we talk about whole signs, and then we count our way through the zodiac. In this case, their ascendant sign is Pisces, so Pisces is the first house, then Aries is the second, and so on and so forth, until in this chart, we get to Aquarius, which would be the 12th sign and house. Let's start with the basics. We know their birthday is September 1st. E! News has a sun sign of Virgo, which feels a little surprising to me. Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac, and it's the second earth sign of the zodiac, and it's ruled by the planet Mercury. You might know a Virgo or two, but if you don't feel like you do, you should know they're analytical, hardworking, modest, practical, detail-oriented, but they can be a little perfectionistic, and they can be critical of themselves and critical of others. Virgos aren't the most likely to hold their tongue if they know a better solution to a problem at hand, or if they didn't think your Met Gala ensemble was really all that fabulous. If you're listening to this and none of this is really resonating with your feelings of E! News, you should know that this is their only planet and only placement in Virgo. Some people read horoscopes for their sun sign and they just feel like it doesn't connect. Or they'll read articles or listen to podcasts, hey it's me, and hear about their sun sign and it doesn't really click with how they experience themselves. And I think that if E! News was reading horoscopes or listening to astrology podcasts, like this astrology podcast, they might also feel that way. And I'll tell you why. For starters, E! News is a Neptunian kind of babe. Neptune is the ruling planet of their chart since it rules their ascendant sign, Pisces. Neptune has a heightened significance in this chart. And what does Neptune love? Like, besides tridents. Being really hard to pin down, being mystical, intuitive, lots of themes of escapism and illusions, Michael. Now, does that sound like your standard issue, Virgo? And no. So we have a birth chart that has no other placements in Virgo. And on top of that, we have the opposing sign of Pisces as the sign of the ascendant. And their rising or ascendant sign in Pisces is making a tight opposition to their sun sign. Their ascendant is in three degrees Pisces and their sun is in nine degrees of Virgo. I read this as a battle between how E! News perceives themselves and how the world perceives them. They feel like a Virgo, but the world feels like they're a Pisces. Think about the origin of E! News for a second. Maybe that Virgo sun placement is displaying their patented practicality. It's saying, like, let's be realistic. People don't only want to watch news stories about war and suffering and some local man who's never up to any good. In 1991, they read the room and they thought celebrity gossip and celeb culture, it's only going to be more and more relevant and more and more lucrative. And just so you have some context here, HGTV, Food Network, those other niche networks wouldn't be created for another few years. So there weren't a ton of channels on cable in 1991, and there really weren't very specific networks that occupied very specific interests. But on the outside, maybe other medias were looking at E! News thinking, really? Y'all are going to spend all day dissecting what celebrities say, and they do. You're going to talk about what they wear, like their actual clothes? Doesn't that seem like the illusion of news? It seems like a pipe dream. That's not what people want. And in that way, maybe Pisces is so misunderstood. They can hold a contradictory thought with ease. Because here's a Piscean truth for you. Journalism, albeit journalism about less hard-hitting topics like celebrity gossip, is still journalism. You still have to work to get interviews and exclusives. You'll still need experts to weigh in. You still have the same deadlines and the same ratings concerns as the nightly news. But you have to do it in a way that makes people feel different than the way they feel about the nightly news. 
They come to you to have fun, to learn something, to something that they can share around the proverbial water cooler. And here's another Piscean trait to digest. The world is terrible, but you don't have to see it as terrible. That's the double edge of Pisces. Are they really just reframing their life and saying, I'm not going to focus on the bad. I'm going to focus on the good. Or can it go too far, too far to a place where they're deceiving themselves and they're buying into a fantasy life and not the real deal? And that's the hang up with celebrity news. It feels really good to watch and digest some seemingly upbeat, useless information. But unlike the rest of the news, you probably won't feel as sad, frustrated, or worried. On the other hand, if you only engage with celebrity news, are you blocking the real world from yourself? But moving on from the sun and ascendant opposition, on top of this placement, also in our big three, we have a traditionally tough aspect between the sun and moon. Enus has their moon in Gemini, and it's forming a tight square to their sun in Virgo. Now, I think if I was reading a chart for a person, it might speak to something like a tension between the innermost self and the outermost self. But I kind of feel like this case, the moon is symbolizing the younger self, and the sun is the older and more evolved self. The square points to tension between young e-news and old e-news. e-news started as a trailblazing program offering news about celebrities, which hadn't been done before. But slowly, it kind of morphs into some Virgo energy, becomes a resident expert, more serious, more established. And with that change from being the new experimental kid on the block to the resident expert, that would be difficult for a lot of people, especially when they think about it as who they are. But squares are opportunities for growth. As you know, Geminis love to chat about anything and everything. They're the Zodiac's jack-of-all-trades. They know a little bit about everything under the sun. And Virgo loves to communicate, but they really love to research and analyze. This evolution from Gemini to Virgo feels like it's simply that they had more regularly occurring segments than when the show premiered. But it also feels like it's a change from simply reporting information about celebrities and Hollywood to then analyzing that information. This chart gives us an indication, though, that this evolution probably wasn't the most difficult for Enus to experience because the big three, sun, moon, rising, they're all mutable. Anytime you see a square in a birth chart, it's a relationship between two signs that share the same modality. Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, and Sagittarius are all mutable signs, and that means they're great at being flexible, editing, being a source of change. There are two other modalities, cardinal and fixed. Cardinal signs like Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, they're great at leading and getting the ball rolling. And fixed signs like Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, they bring stability and a stick-to-itiveness. But mutable signs are there to finesse the plans and the hard work that's already taken place. Think about Aries, Taurus, and Gemini together. Aries is a cardinal sign. They make the plans, they take on the leadership role. Taurus brings their fixed sign power being diligent. Those budgets are being maintained. But Gemini is helping communicate between those two and using their mutable abilities to edit, deleting unnecessary words from a report, coming up with a clever slogan, knowing how to change the PowerPoint to a different color because that blue is garish. Being mutable definitely is an asset in live television. If there's breaking news, a mutable heavy person or thing is going to jump right into the story and they'll not stress about putting aside their previously planned show. I also think the sun-moon square is a really interesting placement because, of course, Gemini and Virgo are both ruled by Mercury, the same planet and the planet of communication. And that Mercury-heavy chart makes sense because it's the chart for someone who loves to talk. To recap, we have this playful escapism from a Gemini moon and a Neptune-ruled chart. But where? Where is the fluffy indulgence that to me is a defining feature of celebrity gossip? The unabashed segments dedicated to things like Ugg boots, chronicling all of Posh Spice's wedding rings, or awkwardly reading aloud tweets from Chrissy Teigen. They don't seem to understand sarcasm. 
And I have two words for you. Those words are Leo stellium. Stellium, you ask? Well, it's when a birth chart has at least three planets in the same sign. In a whole house sign system, that puts all of those planets in one house. So we'll break it down. E! News has three planets, Venus, Mercury, and Jupiter, all in Leo. They even have an exact Venus and Mercury conjunction at 23 degrees of Leo. They even have a Chiron placement in Leo. Leo is the fifth sign of the zodiac, and it's the second fire sign of the zodiac. It's symbolized by a lion and ruled by the sun. Leos love to be noticed. They're enthusiastic and warm and extravagant. And they can be challenging and just like, and truly the littlest bit, just like a little bit vain and a little bit self-indulgent. Think of that movie star glamour that Leo can bring to a chart, and then consider that it rules the planet of communication, Mercury, the planet of values and relationships, Venus, and the planet of expansion, Jupiter. And we're taking all of those Hollywood vibes, and we're sticking them in the sixth house. You might not know a lot about houses, so if you don't, there are 12 houses, and each one tells us of a different aspect of our lives. The sixth house, it's about routines, the workplace, coworkers, employees. I think this interpretation here is kind of easy to understand. Their boss is all of the celebrities they cover. Whatever they do, it's what E! News will talk about. Leo feels like the sign of celebrity. That Mercury-Venus conjunction feels like it could signal someone who's really passionate about communicating what they love. Venus is our values. It's what we love and feel is important. And Mercury describes our mind and how we communicate. This show is on a network that has numerous reality TV shows and endorses celebrity culture as a whole. It's intrinsic to their values. E! News is saying we like celebrities, we like creating our own universe of quasi-celebrities, and we love talking about every damn thing they do. I'd also like to note that E! News has their sun sign in the seventh house, which rules relationships. The show is based around the fact that they, again, have this link to others, in this case famous people, to exist. E! News cannot create their own content. They have to use the content created by others to create the talking points of each episode. And on to our last planet in the Leo stellium, which is Jupiter. Jupiter, as I probably mentioned, rules what will expand in our lives. To me, this feels like it signals all of the spinoff shows that have come from E! News. And those are Fashion Police, Daily Pop, Nightly Pop, Pop of the Morning, The Daily Ten, In the Room, and of course, all of the red carpet coverage for award shows. Jupiter takes whatever house it's in, and it gives it some serious horsepower. But you know, expanding isn't always great. There can be too much of a good thing, and I think that's exemplified in this chart, because as of right now, all but Daily Pop and Nightly Pop have been discontinued, and that award show coverage might be in jeopardy due to the pandemic. The Jupiter and Leo gives me some major Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park vibes. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could continue to create pop culture-centric shows that they didn't stop to think if they should. Do we need all these shows? Do you need me to actually answer that question? Of course not! The last planet in the chart I'll cover is the chart ruler itself, Neptune. Neptune was in Capricorn when Enus was born. If you follow traditional astrology, having Neptune in Capricorn, not the strongest placement. Capricorn can be a little rigid to feel at home in Neptune. Can you imagine the CEO of the Zodiac being asked to journal about the dreams they have at night? Capricorn's a five-year plan, and Neptune is about going with the flow. But Neptune is a generational planet, and it's what we talk about when we talk about mundane astrology. And it just means that anyone born from 1984 to 1988 will have this placement. The outer planets are so slow moving that placements in planets like Neptune and Uranus and Pluto are less about a person and more about a generation. What will they experience? What themes are present for them? And what they may or may not value? Now, Neptune is the planet of artistic ability, mystery, dreams. And that mystical being 
being placed in Capricorn is about this generation taking the artistic and then maybe monetizing it. And that makes sense to me for this chart because this show is all about discussing the ephemeral concept that really is celebrity and celebrity culture and then making money doing that. It also speaks to me about how much larger the role of celebrities and their influence played out in our culture starting in 1991. In 1991, you wouldn't know what your favorite celebrity was doing on a random Monday. But now you can follow them in Instagram and you know where they are, what they had for dinner, what their dog is named. If you happen to be really good at making memes or singing or figuring out how to create a cut crease in your eyeshadow, then you can become a celebrity to a lesser extent. We've taken artistic outlets that were once just social media and we monetize them. I think that we also see that Neptune and Capricorn might have contributed to astrology being incredibly popular with this generation. Hi, it's me. And so many people in this generation are likely to have a job and a creative side hustle. Hi, it's also literally me. Now, Neptune in this chart is in the 11th house of friends and community. And in the only astrology book you'll ever need by Joanna Martine Wolfuck, she mentions that this placement indicates someone who's drawn to artistic and sensitive people. And honestly, which Dancing with the Stars cast member doesn't that describe? I'm only slightly kidding. But this placement does really underline that theme. It's highly relational. It's about expanding yourself via connections. And the last thing I want to talk about on this episode is the actual shape of E! News's chart. Now, I know what you're thinking. Every birth chart, it's a circle. Yeah. And if we divide that circle into four pieces, so one line running vertical down the middle and another running horizontal, we get four pieces, southern, northern, eastern, western. But we don't call them pieces or slices. We call them hemispheres because you should know by now that astrology is fancy like that. The top of the chart, though, is actually the southern part of the chart. And the left side is actually the eastern side. So it's like the opposite of a compass. You got it? We look at which hemisphere has the most planets to determine information about the chart holder. Now, Enus has all of their planets in the southern and western hemispheres. So the top and right-hand side of the chart have almost all of their chart placements. And that matters because it tells us about their influences and what they're like. The southern influence, southern hemisphere tells us that this is someone who is incredibly public. Their life is about being lived publicly. They're not the most private person in the world, and it tracks what we know about e-news. It's a show that's meant to be watched and consumed by others. Now, the Western Hemisphere tells us whether the chart holder is more impacted by external or internal stimuli. An Eastern heavy chart would tell us about someone who's really motivated from within. They don't need a gym buddy. You know, back in the days when we actually went to gyms, I'm sure you remember. But E-News has a chart that's Western heavy. And it makes a a lot of sense because after all, there's no E-News unless celebrities do the things. They rely on others to create content. Have you been on the internet lately? It's been a tough few months to have celebrity journalism that doesn't involve the words coffee run or reposting someone's Instagram story. But another way to look at the planets and placements that are grouped in the chart is to look at the overall shape of the chart itself. So moving away from hemispheres, it's just what does the general shape of the chart look like? It's not an exact science the way we talk about conjunctions or oppositions having degrees. I read this shape as a bowl shape, meaning that about half the chart has planets in it and the other half doesn't. There's a lot of information about the shape of your birth chart and you can look it up and find out what it might say about your personality. Bowls are characterized by seeking an other half because, of course, half of their chart is empty. If you go to astroseek.com, they mention that bowls are really drawn to relationships and that helps them better understand themselves and who they are in the world. 
It really syncs up to me. We got that 7th house sun, 11th house Neptune placement, which is the chart ruler. I really love the way that this website described it because they talk about Alfred Hitchcock, a fellow bull chart holder, saying that he used his imagination to spy into the lives of others. And that's basically what a news program centered around disseminating celebrity facts is. To conclude this episode, I don't know what words I have exactly to memorialize a program that marked so many of my summers home from college or when I was pretending to work out at a gym because there was free coffee. So I'll just say this, E! News, you were there for every celebrity breakup, makeup, and rumored fling. When others said, we're not covering the red carpet, you said, hell yes, I will. I'll never forget your coverage of Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett dying on the same day. Or Juliana Rancic's inability to pronounce Zendaya or be a seemingly decent person. In this dark world, we will find a way to soldier on without you. If any of us ever find ourselves wishing someone would just explain a tweet or an Instagram post, we won't look to you. We'll have to look within ourselves to discern that meaning. And I like to think that E! News wanted that for us all along. Thank you, E! News, for giving people with seemingly no other gift than reading a teleprompter, a job, and maybe even a place to call home. You left this world as you came into it with an exclamation point. Not with a whimper, but with a, are they banging? Question to start the show. You've gone to the giant cable news network in the sky, but I know you'll always be in my heart. Rest in pop culture, e-news. I want to end this episode by saying a huge thank you for listening. I've been incredibly excited and touched and astounded that frankly anyone did listen. I haven't been able to keep up my original court recording schedule, and I appreciate any patience that you extended to me. Even if you only downloaded this by mistake, or because you were drunk and saw the brightly colored logo, or because you wanted to threaten a family member with having to listen to an astrology podcast, please know I'm thankful for you. Until next week, everyone and everything has a birth chart, but yours is a chart of fortune. Thank you for listening to Chart of Fortune. Please leave a comment and a five-star review on iTunes so other pop culture astrology babes can listen in. For questions, comments, or concerns, please email chartoffortune at gmail.com or say hello at Chart of Fortune, no spaces, on Instagram. Bye!